Welcome to Live, life-inspired views for every day. My name is Chris Meyer, and I'm a curious soul. Several weeks ago, a former graduate student who is now a school counselor shared this funny story with me. She said that one day she was helping a substitute teacher with technology, and that is when she first smelled it. She panicked and thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have to go home. I smell terrible. How have I not noticed this before now? Then as she stood, there was another thought. Oh, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's a substitute who at that very moment had walked away. But the smell remained. So she went back to a panic. She thought, oh my gosh, it's totally me. This is awful. Oh shoot, the sub is coming back. Keep my arms down. Well, now she was moving like a robot, trying to reach the technology, but still trying to keep her arms pinned to her sides. And that's when she looked down and saw the shoes, the very stinky shoes of a student sitting under the desk. <laughs> she laughed and breathed a sigh of relief. It is a funny story in my mind, and I can just imagine that student with the stinky shoes just sitting there, relaxed and totally ignorant of the smell because they were used to it or completely comfortable with themselves. I thought about that story today as a, at a funeral. During the sermon, the pastor described the man who had died as someone who is always himself. He never attempted to be someone else just to fit into or make impressions. What a gift. Do you see the connection in these stories? Our society has put a lot of expectations on us as to how we fit in society by the way we look, sound, what we say, or how we smell. Do you know anyone who has outer impediments or ways of being that society might look down upon, but yet they live and interact with people in the world with joy and delight, not worrying about what those impediments might be or society's standards of unacceptable ways of being? We often say, just be yourself. And yet, we do not always live up to those words. The older I've grown, and the more I, the more I admire those who have a deep inner sense and awareness of themselves and live that person. It reminds me of a wonderful story about Moses Mendelssohn, a brilliant thinker of the 18th century. When it came time for Moses Mendelssohn to marry, his father made arrangements for his warm and compassionate son to marry Fromet Guggenheim, a rich, young, and beautiful woman. They'd never met. And what was most extraordinary about this union was not that Moses was poor, but his physical appearance. Although brilliant, he was small, ugly, and had a hunchback. A party was arranged for the two to meet. He was in a deep conversation with someone who had from it, Guggenheim came in. She had an opportunity to observe him from a distance and was immediately repulsed. She promptly told her father she would not marry that man. Well, Moses asked, when told of her decision, if he might just talk with her a bit alone. She agreed, and they spoke a bit before Moses said, I'd like to tell you a story. As you know, he began, all marriages are arranged in heaven. And before I was born, an angel was escorting me to earth. I asked if it was possible for me to see the woman God had selected for me. The angel said it was highly unusual, but not impossible. I was granted one look, and to my astonishment, the woman had an ugly hump on her back. 
I pleaded with God, do not let her be born this way. She will be the object of scorn and contempt. I beg you, give me the hump and let her be beautiful. He was silent a moment before concluding. God heard my prayer. I am that boy and you are that girl. Ramet Guggenheim looked at Moses Mendelssohn with new eyes. The man she saw now and later married was wonderfully attractive, a man of warmth and compassion. Do we live with our arms tucked to our sides so no one metaphorically will smell us? Or do we live who we are? so that those in our presence eventually forget or do not care that we smell or have a different body feature or are shy or feel less than. I did not get to know the man whose funeral I attended. But by the way the pastor described him and his ability to live transparently true to himself, I know I would have liked him a lot. Each year, I, I pick a word to focus on and post it around my office so that it seeps into my everyday. This year, my word is being. On, a, on your bathroom mirror this week, write, who am I being? If your answer does not say the word me, then start practicing being who you really are. Maybe by taking off your shoes. <laughs> Join me next Monday for Live, Life-Inspired Views for Every Day. I'm Chris Meyer, and I'm a curious soul.